live from the Redeemer Radio 95.7 studios in the shadows of the Golden Dome, this is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. For the first time since 1996, it will be two top five teams playing at Notre Dame Stadium. It is undefeated in top-ranked Clemson versus undefeated and fourth-ranked Notre Dame tonight at 7.35 p.m. at Notre Dame Stadium. Ah, yes. We're finally here to the game we've been waiting for all season. Welcome to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame FCU, where you bank does matter. I'm Angel DiCarlo, and now we're closing in just over 10 and a half hours away to kick off. No Trevor Lawrence for Clemson today. The nation's best quarterback ruled out last Saturday because of COVID-19 protocols. He is out of isolation, expected to be on the sideline today, but still has some protocols hurdles to clear so he won't play today. DJ Uyangulele will start for the second week in a row for Clemson. Joined as always by Kevin Downey and Kevin I still can't decide if this feels like a battle between top five teams mainly because there's nobody in town. You know (laughs) it's beautiful out. It's been a a, great fall day. Beautiful weather. I saw somebody point out the fact that like uh, this was set up to the Mother Nature set this up to be a beautiful fall day in South Bedford. Great game, awesome tailgating, everything, and then 2020 uh, ruined it. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Do you think when we get to 7:30, it's going to feel like a top five game, or? I mean, I think it'd be way more intense with all the fans. But I do think, you know, in 2020, that the the uh, having the students be a big part of the, the fan base has been really good. There is. A pretty good atmosphere for uh, Notre Dame Stadium, especially when you compare it to some of the other uh, games or atmospheres around the country during this year. Um, And, yeah, number one versus number four. Like, I don't know if it can get much better for the true football enthusiast or Notre Dame fan. No, uh, absolutely. This is this is going to be a good one. On tap on this morning's show, our spotlight interview is with former Irish captain and linebacker Joe Schmidt as he gives his thoughts on tonight's matchup with Clemson. Next segment, we'll look at the Irish offense versus the Clemson defense and break down. Will Notre Dame look to do anything differently tonight? And can they win the battle in the trenches in the run game? We will, of course, talk about how different Clemson's offense will look without Trevor Lawrence and of course they still have that guy named Travis Etienne at running back Uh, let's start with though with kind of what happened last week (laughs) Clemson without Trevor Lawrence on the ropes uh, against on the road at Boston College we talked about Notre Dame Georgia Tech maybe being a trap game Mm -hmm. Illy Glassman our uh Board operator pointed out, he texted us, maybe we should have been talking about Clemson having a trap game against Boston College. Uh, That was really close for them, but it showed you how good they are the way they battled back. Yeah, well, and I think, uh, you know, to Boston College's credit, they made some pretty unbelievable plays early and got a little bit of a lead. And then it does just kind of show Clemson's consistency in being very good that they could come back because, you know, they were down. Yeah, and DJ Uyangulele did not look like a uh, freshman making his first start. I mean, he was, what, 30 of 41, 342 yards and two touchdown passes. It's not bad for your first start no, on the he's road. Good. He's good. We talked about how he was a really good recruit and, you know, success breeds success. So a lot of these guys, even if, uh, you know, it's their first time out or first season out, they're going to do some pretty good things. But, yeah, I mean, he was impressive. I don't think... Clemson playing a close game last week is good for Notre Dame. I think that does hurt. 
I think this is like like the Louisville game was the wake up call for Notre Dame. Yeah. I think last week may prove to be the wake up call for Clemson. What do you think? Well, I think no matter what, they're going to play their best game. Obviously, they uh, have to be looking, you know, self-scouting, looking what they didn't do that well against Boston College. But again, Boston College did some things that Notre Dame's not, I, I don't believe, is going to try to do to them. They had a couple of good over-the-top throws. Um, and again, some some pretty great individual effort plays for from Boston College. Not that we shouldn't expect that from Notre Dame, but just different. All right, so Clemson 7-0, 6-0 in the ACC. Notre Dame 6-0, 5-0 in the ACC. They've played two times in the last five years. Notre Dame lost to Clemson 24-22 in 2015 in that rainstorm, hurricane-like mm-hmm. conditions. And then, of course, we know what happened two years ago. Notre Dame losing to Clemson in the college football playoff 30-3. to You watched some of that game back this morning. Again, yeah, they lost it. We lost a corner, or Notre Dame lost Julian, a corner. Julian Love. And everything just got blown wide open. I mean, there were there were deep balls going everywhere. And it shows not not just the philosophy of Clemson, um, but that was Trevor Lawrence Young, and he just he's good. He can throw really, really well. Um, I mean, I think without him, that probably brings it closer. I think he's worth Trevor Lawrence is worth two touchdowns. Wow. I mean, he's really, really good. Um, do you feel Notre Dame has closed the gap on Clemson in these two years? I think that's the question. I personally do, but I'm pretty optimistic. It's, I'm kind of the uh, the South Bend guy. I guess I'm not as, as unbiased as I probably should be. They've closed the gap in that. They, they've continued to build on their strengths, offensive line. Um, again, you know, I'm a pretty big fan of uh, Ian Book. I think he's really good as far as winning games. Obviously, their running back situations improved drastically this year. Um, you know, they did take a step back as far as wide receiver, but uh, overall. Big step back. Well, in their defense, I guess, yes. uh, building on consistency. They seem to be really good. I would like to think that their secondary is better than, uh, you know, two years ago in 2018. So, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. Great chess match. All right, so Brian Kelly was asked about 2018 on Monday, where Notre Dame has come since then. He's talked for the last few weeks about they got to raise their level of compete to be ready for Clemson. Then he started getting annoyed at reporters for asking these questions about the significance of this game. Let's listen in. You know, I, I look back at the 18 team, and, you know, we had uh, three young offensive linemen that um, – handled themselves very well against one of the best defensive lines in the country. Um, You know, we had some young defensive players that um, I thought did a very, very good job. I just felt like, you know, we had a lot of young players that were going to continue to grow in our program, and we played an outstanding football team. People fail to to recognize the next week they absolutely blitzed Alabama. Um, And... Nobody talked about the talent gap there. Nobody talked about the coaching gap there. They just talked about the talent gap and coaching gap between the Notre Dame and Clemson game. But um, I just felt like from the eye test and what I saw, that was my opinion. Brian, I want to ask you about building confidence for the team in a moment like this. 29-3 has to be a huge part of that. Weight room, huge part of that. But, I mean, is the messaging any different in a week like this when when you're trying to get the program to take – another step, um, a step that maybe they have not taken. No, it, it's look, this game, it, it, it's, it's not the end all for us. I mean, it's just for us, 
we could win this game, but you, you could, if you lose to BC, this game doesn't mean anything. I mean, we're still in pursuit of a, a conference championship. So it's about steady play. It's about raising your level of compete on Saturdays, which we're in the process of doing. Um, it's about consistency and performance, what, which we're, we're, you know, certainly um, well on our way to checking that box. We've shown an incredible consistency uh, as a football team of winning week in and week out. Um, you know, I mean, look, you're going to get opportunities like this and, and you want to win these games. There's no doubt, but we're, we can't be overly emotional about this football game and, and lose sight of the fact that we've got five more games to play as well. I mean, there's a lot of football still left out, so we can't empty the tank and say, Hey, we beat Clemson. We've arrived. No, we haven't. You know, we we've got to take this game as an important game. It's the number one team in the country. You better play really well against a really good Clemson football team. Um, and then get ready to move on and play a, a BC team on the road. That's really good too. What is he talking about here? I mean, he, I would have never imagined when he started talking about looking ahead to games, he'd be talking about Boston college before playing Clemson. I mean, now I want to point out something. I could have put together 10 minutes of Brian Kelly, Kelly being annoyed by these questions. Those were the ones with substance, not necessarily the ones where he was truly salty. Yeah. At one point, one of the reporters, Lou Samoji from Blue and Gold, who's the most senior reporter, the best there is, said, Brian, you, you've said this is a, a measuring stick game for the game. And Kelly's like, did I say it was a measuring stick game or did you? And he's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess, I, I guess I'm saying it's a measuring stick game. And so let me ask you this. Is this not a measuring stick game for Notre Dame against Clemson? Well, I think it is. I guess two thoughts come to mind. Um, number one, sometimes you have – you know, if he's defensive, a little uh, sharky on edge, that's not necessarily bad. Maybe he has the same internal locker room uh, focus, like, hey, you know, we got a chip on our shoulder. People are up against us. They don't think we can do it. Or I guess my second thought would be maybe there's just a little a little uh, personal rub, a little truth to, man, we haven't won that big yep. one yet. Ding. We're so close. Two. And it's I don't want to talk about this right now. Let's just try to do it it's number two <laughs> not number one here's why i've been around brian kelly for 10 years okay mm -hmm. that version of brian kelly is usually the guy that comes out after a loss okay yeah. that's usually the guy you see saturday after a loss the sunday teleconference which they now canceled or the monday the tuesday press conference after where he's you know a trying to more combative <laughs> that is not the guy you usually get before the game but he's he's basically defending his record because his record in big games is not good. Okay, it's as simple as that. Look, do I think Brian Kelly has done an incredible job, especially in the last three years of being twenty nine and three? Yes. Yes, his record in big games stinks. Okay, he's zero and five versus top five teams. He's three and eight against top ten teams. They've only played one top ten team at home in the Brian Kelly era. So, I mean, he's got to win this game. And I know he says it's not the end all because they're likely to play them again at the end of the, in the ACC championship. Yeah. You know what, though? I'd rather win one of the two than none. So this is a pretty big game. 
Well, yeah, and try to win the one right in front of you, for sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> win this game. Beat I, the number one team in the country. Uh, by the way, here's some other stats for you. USC Bush push in 2005. Last time Notre Dame hosted number one. Put in perspective how big this game is. Last time the Irish hosted a top five game. I mentioned at the top, both teams in the top five. They lost to Ohio State in 96. The last time the Irish beat a top five team, 15 one. years ago, when Ooh. they beat Michigan, um, in, in 2005, Charlie Weiss's first year. Wow. That's the last time they beat a team in the top five. And, of course, the last time Notre Dame beat a number one team, we we all know, with Florida State in 93. So, I mean, I just – I am I was just perplexed by the mood he took. It, it's almost like he was talking about Clemson, but he didn't actually ever watch film. And then he turned on the game against Boston College, and he goes, oh, crap, this DJ guy's pretty good. That, like, that – you know, it's like – it's like he's like like he just watched film at like 11:43 on Monday morning 18 minutes before coming on to talk to the media and he's like, "Ooh, I don't like this. This guy's better than I thought he was." You know, which I know is not the case yeah. because I know he's prepped and he knows what he's talking about. Uh but that's what it felt like. It was just so it was odd. That's what that's that's all I'm going to say. It was it was very odd. All right. Trevor Lawrence out. Let's uh let's hear from Ian Book when he heard the news last Saturday right after Notre Dame's game that Trevor Lawrence had been ruled out. First thing I feel for him. It's a, I know that's probably killing him inside. Uh, I've met him before. He's a good dude, and I know he's a competitor. So uh, I couldn't imagine. I bet that really sucks. Uh, but I feel for him. I feel really sorry for him. I mean, I think we all do. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's happy he's not playing in this game is is stupid. Like. He's the best player in college football. You want him to play in this game. Yeah. You want to beat him, beat the best at their best, right? right? (laughs) And why wouldn't you want the guy to play? He's not done any, he's not done anything wrong. It's, it's a shame. I'm happy. It sounds like he, 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 I believe he's he's in South Bend and mm -hmm. and he's, and he's over COVID that, 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 that is the most important news. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is a shame. He won't be able to play in this game, but there's no question. It makes a difference. You said you think it's a, I do. I think he's worth two touchdowns, two touchdowns. Just from execution. I mean, he's going to be the number one pick in the draft. He no, can, I, I He know. can make every throw. And the, the shocking thing to me, just in watching Clemson uh, over the last three years, is when he takes off and actually makes game-winning runs or, you know, significant plays with his legs. Because, again, at 6'6", he's, he looks just so kind of tall and lanky. And, but, man, he's a good athlete. Okay, so pointing out that he, he may be a difference of two touchdowns, Shows how good he is because we know D- DJ Uyangulele is. I, I think I butchered it that time, but I got. I got. I've, I've been pretty decent. Uh, Five star recruit, best freshman in the country mm-hmm. in terms of recruiting. He showed last week that he is good. Thirty of forty one, three hundred forty two yards, two touchdowns. Let me ask you this: Does Clemson get the advantage in this game because he got reps, got confidence? The team got some chemistry. They know because he didn't really practice last week. I mean, he didn't get too many first team reps. They didn't know Trevor was going to be out until Wednesday um, or th- well Thursday. I, I, but um, yeah, so he would have practiced on Wednesday. So really, DJ only got reps on Thursday and Friday, which Friday we know is a walkthrough. Maybe they practice. I don't know. Um, or is the advantage for Clark Lee because now he got film on the kid and he's able to create a scheme around to, to face him. I think it's a mix. I mean, it, 
to go uh, back to you it. You can't even give me an answer on this. Oh, oh, you got to listen to this. So success breeds success. Clemson's offense under Dabo has a, a base, and they do the same things. Now, they're always creative, and they, they take advantage of their best players, and people shine through. But you can see wrinkles of what he's doing now to what he did five years ago. Um and that's not a knock. I mean, it, it's good. They know what they do. Some players execute things different. Uh, but again, this DJ, he's 70% completion percentage. That's pretty nice. I mean, I'd be pretty happy with that. He rushes the ball at 4.3 yard average. And maybe he didn't practice a lot, but you know what's kind of crazy? All those blowouts, he gets in a little bit. When it's 70 to nothing, well, that's a good confidence builder. When you, success breeds success, so if you go in and you drop a couple of touchdowns on somebody, you run all over a third string person. Doesn't matter. Your confidence is still sky high. So I, yeah, I think that uh, th- their offense is going to be just fine. I think he'll do well. Okay, not as well as Trevor. That, but that's the key. Not not as well, Trevor. I'm not taking anything away from him, but like you said, you think Trevor's worth two touchdowns difference, and that 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 that's huge. Which. <laughs> Would be very interesting in my prediction, um, which will be coming up later on in the show. Um, running back Travis Etienne, that helps quite a bit to have him um, when you don't have Trevor Lawrence. Um, 103 carries, 606 yards, 5.9 yards per carry, nine touchdowns, 29 catches, 29 catches, 434 yards, 15 yards per catch, and two touchdowns. High praise. From Notre Dame linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Karmoa and Brian Kelly for Travis Etienne. Uh, you know, very elusive guy, very fast guy. So you want to contain him in the, in the best possible way that you can. He's he's all he's like a rover on offense. He's all over the place, man. Um, I think we were watching film today and we saw him out there on, on the number one slot. I mean, excuse me, the number one wide receiver, um, you know, going on the go route. So he's all over the place. And uh, we want to really contain him. I told you. Um, earlier that he, he would be a main focus for us. Um, you know, we, we stop him and, you know, we, we're in good shape. So I think he's the best running back in the country. First of all, I'll go on record in saying that um, elite speed, uh, tough inside out runner, uh, incredible out of the backfield. Um, he's the complete package when, when you're looking up, complete running back in the dictionary his picture and name should be there because that's who he is um and i I can't i I don't look i don't know that there's a back that we've gone against and we've gone against some great backs that is as complete of a player as he is i mean the praise doesn't get much higher than that no he's a great great player extremely explosive i mean i think a case could be made that he helped with that comeback against Boston College. I'm not going to say single-handedly because it's a team game, right? But, man, he was the explosive one that got things done. He's really in maybe the running back position. He, again, excels in that. But that's a huge key to Debo Sweeney's offense. They're, they do a ton of not just running the ball, but run pass options, a ton of play actions where there's four hands on the ball, the quarterback and then the uh, running back, and everyone in the front and everyone in the defense has to kind of adjust on the fly. That's what gets some of those um, big plays going. I mean, yeah, the running back position, ETN, that's the critical one to stop. But in doing so, you could make yourself weaker in other ways. Can you stop him? Well, Boston College, I wouldn't. I would say they 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 didn't 
Yeah, but they, guys, they contained him. They gave him a chance to okay. win the game. Yeah. You can do that. All right. Uh, are you concerned about him, though, in the pass game, then? Uh, yeah, I think he's a nightmare matchup. Like, whoever the linebackers are that are going to be on him. Sure, uh, again. Kermo, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's usually outside matched on other guys. So now we have, you know, they play kind of a, a mix inside of people who, who could be against him. And they do great subtle things like a great screen game, quick little wide receiver game. I mean, again, they're human, but they're really good at what they do. And they've done the same system for so long that, you know, people can – can make big plays. The other guy that I'd watch out for that's really explosive is the wide receiver number three. Um, and then just one last thing. You can tell what people value sometimes by Amar- Amari Rogers. Super good. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, you can tell what they value. So 52 explosive plays this year of 20 yards plus in offense. I mean, Clemson values chunk plays, big plays, uh, and that's run or pass. So I think that's what they get. That's what they emphasize. Rodgers is good, but their wide receiving core nowhere near it was in 2018. Ross Most of those out. guys are in the NFL. And Ross is injured. <laughs> yeah. Um, the offensive line's not as good. They don't have Trevor Lawrence. ETN's obviously way better than he was two years ago. Correct. I don't think this offense is as tough as the one Notre Dame faced two years ago. Agreed. And Notre Dame's defense, I believe, is better. Is better, definitely. Now, Notre Dame's defense hasn't had the challenge like this one. They haven't played anyone this year. It's as simple as that. Their schedule has not. So, so today's the test that we find out. Yeah. So it, it'll be it it will be interesting. That's the matchup everyone's keying on, to to say the least, is when Clemson's on offense and Notre Dame's on defense on what happens. All right. Big thank you to Tyrac for all their support of our internship program that we run with students from St. Joseph and Marion High Schools here in Michiana. The students receive practical college level internship experience, helping out with our broadcast of high school football wouldn't be possible without the underwriting support from the folks at Tyrac. More tires, great prices. Visit Tyrac. Com. All right, still to come, former Irish linebacker and Captain Joe Schmidt joins us to give us his take on tonight's matchup with Clemson. Up next, we switch sides of the ball and look at Notre Dame's offense versus the Clemson defense. That's next on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays on Redeemer Radio. What's the difference between Notre Dame Federal Credit Union and a bank? Well, banks are owned by investors looking to make a profit. Notre Dame FCU is different. We are a not-for-profit member-owned cooperative. Our mission is to help our members improve their lives by providing products and services to save them money. If we end up with too much money ourselves, we simply give it away to our members' favorite charities. Last year, over a million dollars. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Sectional champions were crowned in high school football and Indiana last night. Congratulations to our Catholic high schools who won championships. Marion, Dwenger, and Lures. Regional coverage in both Fort Wayne and South Bend continues. Next Friday in Michiana, we'll continue to follow Marion, including providing a video stream at Facebook.com slash 957sports of Friday's regional championship at Calumet. Dwenger and Lures, you can hear both of those games on Redeemer Radio and RedeemerRadio.com as well in, in Fort Wayne, that is. Tailgate talk airing in both Michiana and Fort Wayne next Friday at 6 p.m. All right, Angel DiCarlo, Kevin Downey back with you here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays previewing Notre Dame and Clemson. We talked about Notre Dame's defense versus the Clemson offense last segment. We probably should have named that guy Kyle Hamilton also in that segment because he'll probably be a big factor here tonight, but um, 
now let's switch sides of the ball. It's weird that we have not mentioned Ian Book outside of letting him talk about Trevor Lawrence. But uh, it's Notre Dame's offense versus Clemson's defense. Here's who's out for this game. For, on, for Notre Dame, offensively, Kevin Austin, Braden Lindsay, we know, have been continued out at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. For, um, for Clemson, linebacker James Skalski missed two games with a growing injury, will not play. Uh, 27 tackles in five games. Jake Venables, son of the defense coordinator, Brett Venables, starting in his place. He's been the second leading tackler, so yep. he's been pretty good. Um, now, Mike Jones, their linebacker, defensive tackle Tyler Davis are both out. They were expected back and then got ruled out this week. And then Xavier Thomas, defensive lineman, out for the first half for for targeting. I know it's the other side of the ball, but worth pointing out, Maris Leofal is out for Notre Dame for the first half for, for targeting. But... I think if you're Notre Dame, you probably trade that. Uh, Xavier Thomas, pretty good. So Clemson's defense, vulnerable. They got a lot of guys down. Now. Especially in the defensive front, linebackers and line linemen. Yep. So do you think there's opportunities here for for Notre Dame to be able to run the football? They didn't, they didn't really, two years ago, <laughs> that wasn't it happening. Wasn't that good, yeah. And do you think they can run the football on Clemson today? I think that there's an opportunity for sure. Um Again, success breeds success, so the guys that are stepping in are still pretty darn good. And the thing that I will say, I have a huge amount of respect for uh, you know, their defensive coordinator, Venables. I mean, he, he probably is more creative, and they can do more things very well than other people. Um, and so there's some things schematically that will give them a great deal of trouble, especially on third and long. Uh, a three-man pass rush and spy the quarterback absolutely killed them in 2018. I'm surprised more people don't use that as a formula. Zone blitzes with all of our underneath kind of shorter throws. Guys could pop up and be have trouble. But if they can run the ball well on you know first and second down, maybe do some of the play action off of their um, of their formations and plays and motions that they've done up to this point that they haven't shown a little a little play action off of it, then it can be good. Again, that's their strength. I think it would be foolish to say, let's go out and and throw all over and try to beat them um, with our wide receiver core. So Brian Kelly asked this week about what Notre Dame plans to do on offense. Look, we want to be who we are. So, I mean, I think we've defined that, you know, through, you know, the first six weeks. So we want to play a physical brand of football. That's who we are. Um, you know, we want to take shots down the field. We've got to get some one-on-one matchups to allow um, our bigger body receivers and tight ends to, um, you know, be part of this offense. But at, at the end of the day, this is about, you know, a, a four-quarter uh, physical presence uh, with our offense. And, you know, that's kind of how we played football this year. And you, you don't start changing who you are, um, you know, at this time. So, you can expect us to play physical. Um, again, you know, we've got to make some plays uh, on the perimeter uh, with our receivers and tight ends. But this game's going to come down to, um, you know, our ability to, um, you know, win at the line of scrimmage. I mean, I think that's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they have no choice but at least to try to. The question is, will Clemson – I'm just worried they're going to bring so many guys into the box because Notre Dame hasn't proven they can throw the ball. I know they kind of did the last couple of weeks, but they haven't not played to that level. Not to that level. I mean, that's my concern. Well, and again, Venables is 
he's creative. I mean, he's and he he'll take chances. Um, and uh, so yeah, they're they're number one uh, tackler, number ten the linebacker Specter. He he's pretty good still. And even if they have a, a freshman defensive lineman in there, he's going to be a, a high school all American. So. Yes, they're good. They're smart. They're going to do some good things. But you got to go into it if you're Notre Dame saying, hey, we're going to run the ball, pound the ball, and win this on the ground. Get them to third and short and win. Spectre has 43 tackles, six and a half tackles for loss, two and a half sacks so far this year. Not bad through seven games. Um, <laughs> all right. Kyron Williams, obviously. If you look at Kyron Williams' numbers, actually compared to Travis CTN, they're nearly identical. Uh, ETN, 103 carries, 606 yards. Kyron Williams, 105 carries, 600 yards. Uh, ETN averaging 5.9 yards per carry. Williams, 5.7. ETN has nine touchdowns. Williams has seven touchdowns. Now, Kyron hasn't done as much in the past game. And Kyron's fumbled the ball a little bit. Now, ETN did. A couple times. ETN did, too. So, um, let's point that out. It was kind of weird, actually, if you think about it, that both teams fumbled the ball and had it returned for a touchdown last week. It's like <laughs> bizarre. so so bizarre. So 2020. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. But I think the biggest key for Notre Dame has been their efficiency on third and short. Yeah. I mean, against Pittsburgh, they were six for six on third and one. That's amazing. That, that just did not happen in the past couple of years. So here's Kyron Williams and Jarrett Patterson talking about notice Notre Dame's success this year on third and short. I feel like every every practice we have a third and one situation, no matter what it is. So I believe that um, as an offense, I know as a running back, I have confidence that we will not be stopped on third and one. And I tell my offensive line that every single play, or every time it's third and one, I say, let's go, big O, because we got stuff to do. As soon as you know, Coach Reese got the job of offense coordinator, you know, our first meeting early in spring, that was something he really, um, you know, harped on is, you know, being 100% third and short. And, you know, quite frankly, we weren't up to that standard last year at all. We weren't even close. So that's something we take a lot of pride in, especially knowing that, you know, in a game third and three, third and four, you know, Louisville with that third and five to seal the game that the coaches have that trust in us. You know, it, it really means a lot to us. So we take a lot of pride in that as a group. That was Kyron Williams and then Jared Patterson. Can they have success on third and short against Clemson? Yeah, I think the matchup's best there because, again, um, Clemson will use four and three-man lines usually – uh, my what what I see as a problem would be third and long with a three man line, um, but if they can gain enough yards to get in third and short, then I think Notre Dame can have success. Okay, we talk a lot about the run game. Mm -hmm. Why receivers? We know what they are. Does Ian Book have to play the best game he's played at Notre Dame for Notre Dame to win this game? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's going to have to be a major part of the run game. He's going to have to actually make some throws uh, with possible zone blitz droppers going underneath. He's going to have to throw it up to, you know, uh, our man McKinley and hold his breath and hope he catches it half the time. Like, yeah, that's going to have to happen. It, it's going to take a full team effort. And I, again, I believe Ian Book is about as good as we've seen here at Notre Dame, at least in my, you know, lifetime or watching football. Look, I'm just going to say one thing. You mentioned McKinley and throwing it up and hope he catches it. <laughs> I hope I have to play the soundbite back next week because this one will probably come back to bite me. Um, and it'll be good for Notre Dame if it does. I don't see Javon McKinley making much of a difference. <laughs> All right. So 
if he catches nine balls and has 150 yards and two touchdowns, I will play this back yeah. next week to start the show. As this okay. year's going, that'll probably be what happens. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way it goes. Um, very, all right, very interesting conversation about Ian Book. I, I do agree. I think he does, and I think you mentioned he might have to run the ball. Mm-hmm. I think this is the game. It's like let him run as much as possible. He can yeah. run. So you you protect him all year. You can't afford him to get hurt. This is the game. It's like go. This is it. This is the big game. Bring your best. Number one team in the country. All right. Uh, you mentioned Venerables a lot. Uh, coming up next, Joe Schmidt, uh, former Notre Dame linebacker and captain. He's got a whole lot of praise for Brent Venables, um, including stuff about statues. So you won't want to miss that. That's coming up next in Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. For the record, I'm uh, officially regretting that Javon McKinley comment. I I know that's going to come back to bite me. Uh, if you like all things Notre Dame, stick around for... I'm sticking to it, but it's going to bite me. If you like all things Notre Dame, stick around for Church Life Today coming up next year on Redeemer Radio. Lenny Lorenzo from the McGrath Institute of Church Life is your host. The topic, the history of the stained glass windows at the Basilica. So any Irish fan, I imagine, would be interested in that backstory. Here, here next on Redeemer Radio. Angel DiCarlo, Kevin Downey back with you here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. And uh, former Irish captain and linebacker Joe Schmidt knows all about facing Clemson. He's our spotlight interview this week. He was on the 2015 Irish team that lost in that rainstorm at Clemson 24-22 as Clemson was becoming Clemson. I spoke to Joe this week about tonight's matchup, the 2015 game, and how big of a game this is for Notre Dame's program considering its recent history. Okay, Joe, uh, obviously a, a huge game, top five showdown. As a fan now, <laughs> what's your <laughs> excitement level uh, heading into into this game? I mean, top five matchup in South Bend. I, you know, this is it's going to be an awesome Saturday night. You know, you got so much going on for this game. I just I cannot cannot wait. I can't believe that we're not going to be able to be there. What a bummer. But it's still going to be an awesome game. So you would have made the trip out? 100%, man. Are you kidding me? Like, while I'm sure the atmosphere with the 11,000 strong is going to be very interesting, but, you know, you think about um, what that game would have been like, you know, the few hundred thousand people that would have come in and all those Clemson fans. Like, I, 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 did you, I don't know if you went to the game in 2015 at Clemson, but that those fans are nuts. They stood the whole game in a hurricane. Um, that would have been a really fun one. That's why I wanted to ask you, how how disappointed are you for the players? Obviously, it's a huge game no matter what. Everyone wants to play in a game like this. But there's got to be a disappointment factor of that atmosphere not being there because they don't get that, especially the seniors. You know, this would have been their year for that, those yeah. special moments. Totally. And I, I, like, look back on that game, which, like, I mean, the, the weather and, like, I just remember how – like horribly destroyed my body was at this time and we're playing in like six inches of water. <laughs> and, uh, but, but still like, I, I do look back on 
what was like the, you know, the most pain I think I'd played in, in a football game and think back and I'm like, wow, that was a really cool experience. Um, you know, up, up there with Florida state, um, in, you know, in Tallahassee, uh, you know, obviously, um, Michigan at, at night, the first, the first night, uh, night game there, it was just really cool. And in you, those are the experiences I think like more so than any like one play or, um, any one win or loss. Like I almost look back at like the funny, like, you know, stuff that happens pregame and, um, you know, looking up and seeing, you know, a hundred thousand angry fans or happy fans. It's, it's a cool experience. So I, I am bummed for, for the guys to a certain degree, but I'm sure that it's still going to be a really special atmosphere, you know, one verse four. And, um, it's, it's going to be a fun night under the lights. I'm sure. You know, you mentioned the 2015 game. That's when Clemson was becoming Clemson. You know, they they, yeah. were, they weren't what they are now at, at that point. Do you feel this? Obviously, we know Notre Dame's been Notre Dame for a long time and has had their championships. But in the modern era, do you feel like this can be the game that gets Notre Dame to that next step into that upper echelon? Yeah, you know, I think it's um it's an interesting point, but like, I look at the track record that Notre Dame's developed over the past, you know, I mean, really the, just the BK era, you know, of 2011, 20, you know, 2010 were, you know, obviously up and down years, but 2012 on, there are a few programs in that, like in that conversation, like Notre Dame. And so I, I do hesitate, like when people like, you know, give me flack, like, Oh, Notre Dame isn't in that elite category. I'm like, okay, like who is that? It's like, there's, I think there's five programs that have, you know, performed at the level that we have over the past, you know, eight to 10 years. Um, and so I, I, I don't know, I, I, I won't put too much credence on this game. Obviously I'd love to win, you know, the real big one. Um, and uh, this is part of getting to that point this year where you just got to, we're going to have to knock these guys off and then keep winning and uh, try to get to the end. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to say that this is like something where we can look and say like, this is the moment for Notre Dame because for, for me, it's like, you know, being a, con- a contending football team, which Notre Dame has been for, you know, five, seven years or whatever, even in the last couple of years that I was there. Um, and now it's all about trying to find ways to win these big games and then win the, win the national title. Like, I think that's, that's, that's the game that's going to define whether or not it's, it's the, the difference maker. Right. But that's my point. Notre Dame hasn't won this game under Brian Kelly. Uh, it, it just yeah, hasn't but, happened. But I, this isn't the this isn't the national title deciding game. I guess is kind of my my right. pushback, right? No, so yeah, you're right because there's a chance you play him. There's a very good chance you play yeah. him again in the AC championship, and and that could right. decide things. But you win this game, and maybe and maybe you lose in the ACC championship. You might still have a shot to get in. You you lose yeah. both, you definitely don't get in, right? Um, totally. We but, definitely have to show up to your point. Like we, this is gonna, you know, we gotta, uh, yeah. It, so I agree with you, but um, we're definitely, a, you know, don't want to discount the contending that they've done. No, 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 no question. But I think there's still a perception factor that you're gonna have to battle as a Notre Dame as Notre Dame over yeah. the next six weeks if you lose this game with Trevor Lawrence totally. not being there. You know, there, totally. there, there's this factor that we know it doesn't it doesn't count in the NFL. In yep. pro sports, it doesn't matter how you looked. <laughs> it just matters if you won or lost. In college football, yep. it's a unique animal where how you looked, how you played, the circumstances, all these things play a factor. So that's kind of how I've been looking at it. Like This is kind of a must-win situation, I almost feel like, because 
if they don't win this one, when will they win a game like this? Yeah, totally. I mean, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. I want to win it just as bad as anybody. Um, so, um, you know, I, I hear you and I, you know, I, I definitely appreciate the one loss kind of environment, especially for, you know, a Notre Dame team, you know, but yeah, I, I do feel good about our chances and I'm really, I'm really excited. I agree with you. We got to try to find a way to win this one. Former Notre Dame captain and linebacker Joe Schmidt joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays as we get you set for a top five showdown between Notre Dame and Clemson coming up tonight at Notre Dame Stadium. We again talk a little bit about the the 2015 game. You know, obviously you guys were really close that year to, you know, having a shot to win a national championship. You had two games that were decided in nail biters. But that game at Clemson, can you put in perspective how difficult that loss was and did you have a, a tougher loss in your career than, than that one probably not uh that was a pretty tough one man um I honestly think like it's the the maybe the worst I've one of the worst I've felt playing competitive sports after that game and I think it was just like the circumstances and uh everything else kind of rolled into one and then you lose by two points it's and I really genuinely feel like if at the, at the way we were playing with, you know, we had, we still had, hadn't got as injured as we had gotten later in that season. Um, you know, I think we play them, we beat them the majority of the time on, you know, an even, you know, dome field. Right. <laughs> um, which, you know, that's the unfortunate reality though. And, um, you know, we kind of claim out, came out sluggish. I remember like, but you know, it was just like everything went wrong that day. Like something happened on the, there was an accident on the way in. So we did warm ups in half the time. Um, and we like ended up sitting on the buses for like two hours and like, you know, some, you know, two lane highway on the way into Clemson. It was, it was like a comedy of errors. And then there's a hurricane. So that was, that was the no fun experience, obviously. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to a 70 and sunny game for the rematch. Yeah. But that's, <laughs> that's the thing though. Everyone's been talking about if it was really cold, that would be Notre Dame's advantage. I don't know if that's really true, but um, it, it would be, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you think uh, it's a disadvantage for Notre Dame that they didn't get the cold weather to give to Clemson? No, no. Actually, I think that like you know we're every bit as good as they are. You know, I think that um, there's there's no reason we can't go out there and and put on the same kind of show. I mean, I look at our quarterback. I look at our run game. You know, we want to be able to throw the football, get on the edge, and you know, hopefully start to take a few sh- shots downfield. I I feel really good about it being a great day and having an even matchup, right? The last thing I want people to start looking at is like, oh, well, it was really cold in South Bend. It's like, no, we're going to beat them. You know, it doesn't matter what the weather is, but we're going to beat them when it's 70 and sunny and they're going to feel like they're in, you know, the Carolinas. So whatever. Okay, now you brought up maybe the excuse game if Notre Dame were to win this. The big big one, obviously, is Trevor Lawrence not being there. Yeah. Do do you think if Notre Dame wins this game, it it will hurt? in any way that the fact that Trevor Lawrence didn't play, or do you think it just, it should not matter? No, I think you're crazy if you think that it doesn't. Right. I mean, um, you know what, you know, you know, whoever your pick your, you know, sports commentator is going to say, you know, when we win this game, right. The thing to remember is that this guy that's backing him up is really, really talented. Um, I think he won like two or, you know, two state titles. He went to the rival high school of my high school. I watched him play through high school kid is really, really good. So I think we got to give that guy all the respect that he deserves. And it's still an, a really impressive Clemson team top to bottom. They got like the ACC record holder for whatever rushing yards and touchdowns or something like that. I mean, the ETN's really good. So I, I think that 
people are going to say what they're going to say. And all that the guys that, you know, on the team can control is just going out there and playing as hard as they can and, you know, beating them into the ground and, um, you know, leaving, leaving kind of no doubt. Right. So I think that's, that's all you can do, but I'm sure someone's going to find something to some way to say something negative. It's Notre Dame. All right. Well, I didn't know you uh, have seen DJ play it, it, in particular. So give us the scouting report. What, what does make him so good? I mean, you watch the game, right? This last, this last week. I mean, he's a, he's a very high quality football player. Like he does not look like a freshman quarterback. You know, he can, he, I think he can make all these plays. I mean, you just got to hope that, you know, with a young guy that you can kind of obviously make it complicated. You know, you, you got to show a bunch of different looks and hopefully make it, uh, make it challenging for him, right? The, the, the worst thing we could have is get this guy into a groove early um, because he's, he is exceptionally talented. Um, and he played in a high caliber offense in high school that, you know, he was making all the reads. And um, it's not like this is some, you know, this is some chump they picked up off the street. He's a five-star recruit. And he's really good. So um, I, I think that that's what they're going to have to do is try to make this a little bit more complicated and try to make, try to make the game fast. Which you can do for a young quarterback. You just gotta, you know, you obviously have to game plan it right, and I'm sure you know Coach Lee will do that. All right, what does Notre Dame have to do to win this game? And ultimately, do you think the Irish win it? And what do you think? Uh, what's your prediction? No, I so I, for, I get the prediction out of the way early. I think we win. Um, I think it's going to be a, a slugfest, though. Um, I think if if we do win, what we're we're going to have to play, you know, like multiple you know, looks on defense. We're going to have to make it a little complicated, right? Speed the game up for a young quarterback. Um, you know, we're going to have to obviously control the line of scrimmage. Um, it's like, you know, what do you, you look at their offensive line and what they've been doing with, with ETN, um, you know, so you got to play it's fundamentally sound defense, but, um, you know, obviously make it complicated. And then on the offensive side of the ball, there are a few people I respect more from a, like as a coach than Venables. I mean, if he deserves three, he deserves four statues, like one on every side of Clemson's stadium. Um, I mean, every big game, he finds something clever to do. And he it's amazing what he does with quarterbacks because he just figures out what your reads are, and then he just doesn't play sound defense. So just like run people to where he knows you're going to throw the ball. It's amazing. Um, so I think that, you know, Tommy's got, you know, and obviously I'm sure he's going to come up with a great game plan, and um, the offense is going to have to, you know, obviously control, you know, control the, control the pace of the game to the extent that they can and not turn the football over because that's what they are really good about doing at Clemson is they get you riled up they make you make mistakes and, you know, and, and then they, you start playing their game. So I think that we got to control the football and, um, you know, play, play sound, play sound, uh, play sound football and, and hopefully we'll win the school game. Joe, thank you very much. Sorry we won't be able to watch the game in person together at, yeah. at the stadium, but uh, enjoy enjoy this one. It should be a good one. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Thanks for having me on. Always great seeing you, man. Rockney, Leahy, Era, Holtz all have one statue. Venables, give them all four <laughs> at Clemson. <laughs> That's a hot take there by Joe, but it shows you how, how much respect he has for him. And that will be a big matchup is – is, huge is Venables versus Reese. Yeah. I mean, that's a chess match that that's an uphill battle for Tommy as a first year offense coordinator.
because again, he's just so creative. And it was good to hear from Joey Schmidt. That was one of my son's favorite players a couple of years ago. So good to hear from him. All right. Notre Dame Federal Credit Union has become the bank of choice for a great many Catholic parishes and schools in our listening area. This fall, Notre Dame FCU will once again provide hundreds of thousands of dollars to support these partners, including another $70,000 for the Marionites. Does your bank do that? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, you raise share of values. Why not share in our benefits? All right. Notre Dame Clemson, top five showdown at Notre Dame Stadium, our game day sprint including our predictions, is next on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays on Redeemer Radio. We know you like football. So do we. We're TireRack.com, and this is our version of a two-minute drill, except it's only 30 seconds. TireRack.com has an enormous selection of tires. Not sure which ones to buy? Use our tire decision guide to find the right tires for your vehicle and the way you drive. Then get them shipped fast and free on all orders over $50. Shipping is in as little as one day. Free. TireRack.com ships to independent, recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Touchdown! All right, Notre Dame number four undefeated, Clemson number one undefeated. The showdown we've been waiting for. Man, we talked about it at the top of the show, but it, we can feel the sun coming in here into our studio. It, it is it is a real shame. Tailgating would already be going on. People would be listening to Redeemer Radio in the tailgate lots. Uh, it would already be up and going. We'd be having some fun, and it's just a shame. 2020, man, you're killing us. <laughs> ah. Um, all right, let's, uh, we've talked obviously a lot about the game, so we don't have to break down any individual players. I, I, I want to ask you though, are you concerned about the turnover game in any way? Uh, obviously it's the biggest factor, but, um, it could be a huge factor in this game, but that's what worries me in that Venables versus Reese category. Mm -hmm. That I feel like Venables could dial up something that, that forces some turnovers and, and takes that, the ball away. Yeah, that's my that's my one of my biggest concerns in this one. Yeah, well, I again I have a great deal of respect for Venable, so I think that it is totally a possibility, and especially with the inconsistency of the uh, Irish passing game, that 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 could be you know potential uh, weakness. But I mean, that's going to be a chess match. You can also flip it, freshman quarterback and Clark Lee versus, you know, your strength on defense. So that's going to be a chess match, too. All right. So we've talked about the coordinators. Mm -hmm. If you're Dabo Sweeney, what worries you most? I, oh, man, it's tough. There's, there's a lot. I think this whole game, every play is going to matter. Everything's going to be um, – I think it's going to be close. I do think Notre Dame has uh, closed the gap. If I'm Dabo Sweeney, though – I'm pretty confident in me and my system in the role that we're on. Um, I would just make sure that my defense stopped Notre Dame's run game, make them uh, one-dimensional, make them have to pass to win, and and then just let the game go. Again, watch your turnovers. Um, special teams, you know, we didn't talk a lot about it, but it's just one of those things I don't think you can make a mistake. Maybe one of the teams will use as an advantage for a fake or something. But, man, I think it's going to be a four-quarter four quarter game. All right, uh, what worries you most if you're Brian Kelly? They have to keep it close. They have to be able to establish the run game, keep the run game going, keep the ball away from Clemson. If Clemson gets out and ahead and you got a pass to win, you're in trouble. If you get in third and long, you got a pass to win, you're in trouble. Um, so, yeah, just keep it a close game. And, again, I think it's going to be momentum going back and forth and back and forth. 
All right, uh, our poll question was, you know, what happens in this game? Notre Dame win by seven or more. Irish win by six or less. Clemson wins by seven or more. Clemson wins by six or less. 20% said seven or more. 38% say the Irish win by six or less. 58% picking Notre Dame to win this game. 29% say Clemson wins by seven or more. And only 13% say Clemson wins by, by six or less. Um, Michael Suarez wrote, hoping to be distracted from everything else in a couple of hours for a couple of hours. I want a good game and would love for ND to walk away with a win. Wes wrote Clemson wins 35 to 17. So he's in that, uh, win big group. What, what say you, what, what's your prediction in this one, Kevin? I think it's going to be a close game. 17 to 14 Notre Dame. I, I honestly, a three point game or less is what I think, but knowing 2020, maybe I'm out of my mind. Well, I'm going the opposite. Look, if there's a game Notre Dame's going to win, this is it. But I'm always in the prove me once, then I'll believe you. Until you prove me, it's I'm I, I'm not gonna do it. Um, they got over the hump. I got proven wrong a couple years ago when I picked. I said USC was gonna beat Notre Dame, and then Notre Dame shellacked them, and they got over the hump in that regard. But um, I'm going Clemson twenty to sixteen. I think like mm-hmm. I, I think the problem we haven't talked about it. <laughs> Red zone efficiency. And I worry that Notre Dame might be kicking a lot of field goals today, and that could be the the real difference in in this game. I, I guess I should have brought that up earlier because that would have been something to talk about. All right, but we're out of time. That'll do it for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, Notre Dame FCU, where Bank does matter. Thanks to our audio operator today, Ilya Glasman. For Kevin Downey, I'm Angel DiCarlo. Kickoff between fourth-ranked Notre Dame, top-ranked Clemson is set for 735 tonight with at Notre Dame Stadium. You can watch locally on WNDU. We'll, of course, be back with you next Saturday at 9 a.m. here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. We close our pregame the way the Irish close their pregame in prayer. Hi, this is Father Nate Wills. I'm a Holy Cross priest, a faculty member at Notre Dame's Alliance for Catholic Education, and one of the chaplains to the Notre Dame football team. This is a prayer that the players pray together at the end of our pregame mass. Let us pray. Grant, we beseech you, O Lord our God, that we may enjoy continual health of mind and body, and by the glorious intercession of Mary Our Lady, may we accept the joys and trials of this life and someday enter into eternal happiness. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Go Irish! This has been a presentation of Redeemer Radio Sports. Thanks for joining us for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Enjoy today's game. Looking for a fresh way to start your day? Need a little pick-me-up for your faith in the morning? We've got you covered with the Daily Refill. Join me, Andrea Serrani, weekday mornings from 7 to 8 for the best Catholic podcast, stories of faith from around the world, and right here in our own community, plus some fun and games to help us start our days with faith and joy. Tune in weekdays at 7 for the Daily Refill on Redeemer Radio and in the Redeemer Radio app.